Michigan by, by blacks on the city council and to try to set up a, build a black business district there. Right. And I wrote a, I wrote about a 119-page plan on how to do it. And uh, and but and <laughs> and it was and guess what? Uh, but by the time I got ready to implement it uh, in that city, you, it, which has uh, they had an Asian town, a Chinatown, a court town, a pole town, a hockey town, a Mexican town, and a Greek town. And uh, they came out and said, well, you can't build, build in a town strictly anything strictly for black folk. That's racist. And the leadership in the, in the town, with the exception of people like Joanne Watson and Kwame Kayada, the only two other blacks on the council, they, they said, yeah, it would be racist for you to do something strictly for black folk. We got we to gotta, we gotta, oh, have businesses to serve everybody. We can't have anything special. And I said, if you do that, this city, you're going to go down the toilet, you're going to go bankrupt. I said, because right now, with a, in, in this city, you have an annual disposable income of black folk or something like about about $8 million, billion. I said, oh, if you were to circulate that money 8 to 12 times and take the same money you got that you put into the school system with about another $1.5 billion, and with, and with the government the government funds, you could circulate your money 10 times or 12 times. You have a $100 billion count, uh, cash flow in that city rather than this $8 billion. I said, if you don't do it, you're going to go bankrupt. And that's why Detroit went. I said, I give you three years, you'll be bankrupt. And true to my prediction, they went bankrupt. And now whites are coming in and taking over all the city. Chinese are now planning on making Detroit the biggest Chinatown outside of China. And they bought most of downtown property already, including the old, old Tribune business building. They're building a big black Chinatown downtown. And they got, they got Greek towns downtown. Everybody's got a piece of Detroit except black folk. And these black folk, you might not believe, they're happy. They're happy, saying, the city is coming back. We come back, we, we, we get, and they're going to have just as poor as they were back 100 years ago, but they're going to have only control nothing, everybody's going to only control them. Well, the, uh, many of us are being pushed out of Detroit. I live in downtown Detroit, so downtown Detroit was ground zero, so I saw the changes first, man. When they start putting bike lanes, when they start putting bike lanes, you start seeing yoga studios pop up, man, you know gentrification is hitting. Let me say this quickly here. I know you got to run. Let me say this quickly to back up what you said. Kay Everett, city councilwoman Kay Everett, wrote an article for the Detroit Free Press September 30th, uh, 2004. And it was called For the Love of Detroit Reject Racist African Town. Now, African Town is what the white control media call your plan. They called it African Town. Okay? And, and, and people need to read this article, okay? For the love of Detroit, reject racist African Town. Now, Kay Everett, she died sometime after this. She was about to be indicted and, and died for some improprieties. But uh, she was a black woman who. Welcome, family. Today is September 29th, 2019. As you heard, our brothers, our first brother speaking was Claude, I'm sorry, Dr. Claude Anderson. And the things that he was saying are so true. It's like, have you ever been to Detroit? You would know exactly what he's talking about. Detroit was once one of the, the Mecca's for black America. But over the last 20 to 25 years, Detroit has gone down, 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 especially for black folks. That brings us to our topic of the day. Dr. Claude Anderson's power nomics. This is a follow-up. You can call it part two. But you can call it the answer 
to black labor, white wealth. This is Powernomics. This is a book that you should all get. Put it in your library. Give it to your kids to read. Give it to your teenagers to read. Give it to your kids in college. Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. It's a powerful book, my brothers and my sisters. Like he was saying, Brother Claude Anderson's been trying to set up something down in Detroit for a long time. And the people, especially the government, the city government, let's say, it's always been about anytime you try to set up something for black people, it's considered racist. How can black folks be racist? Well, anytime you let other people dictate what you are and you allow it, then you are what they uh, say you are because you let them dictate what you are. I've been to Detroit, so I know what he's talking about. Detroit was black. Now, all those slummy homes and all that bad property, everybody is buying it up. They're rebuilding. Black folks are not rebuilding. See, black folks have been trained to believe you're nothing. You're never going to be nothing. And whatever we do for you, you'll be happy to get it. That was the thing in uh, black labor, white wealth. If you checked out the podcast, you understand. There's certain parts that I, I labeled out in the book and I put it out there for you to understand. You are to be submissive to your mat, your, um, your master. No matter what, you are submissive. You are to hate your own brothers and sisters, but you are to put the master and his needs first before you put your own. That's why I wanted to start off today's podcast. Uh, actually, I was going to put it out tomorrow, but I'm a little busy tomorrow, so I'm putting it out today. But as, I, as it started off, Brother Claude Anderson was talking to one of the local DJs in the, uh, in the community, and he was on a radio show, and he was talking about how he wanted to start off with a town called Blacktown or Africantown. And, you know, he has a plan. He always has a plan. He always has a plan. The man's been very successful with his fish business. He wanted to open up a fish business. He wanted to start, like he said, you know, uh, a city called Blacktown because they do. They have every group that you name or every group that he named, they have some certain parts of Detroit that's basically for them. You will look at it and say, well, Detroit is, uh, is, is all black. Uh, no, it's not. Like I say, it's like Los Angeles. Los Angeles is divided into so many cities, but we look at Los Angeles as being Los Angeles. But when you say Los Angeles, people, uh, you, you, think, you can think of Beverly Hills, but Los Angeles is that big where it's been sliced off into little uh, pieces for everybody. And Detroit is the same way. Because like I say, if you ever been there, you would you would know exactly what he's talking about. But this is what happened. When you're satisfied with having nothing, when you're satisfied with just giving just a little, you are content. You see, you don't have to build. It's like when the minister, the, I'm sorry, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan did the Million Man's March. And... I was listening to a show that we have here in uh, Los Angeles for those who don't live in Los Angeles. It's called, uh, wow, I can't even think of the name of it. Which is, it's, well, anyway, it's a morning talk show host. You know, it's a morning talk show in Los Angeles. It's on Stevie Wonder's network. 
KJL, uh, KJLH 102. And it was a lady who got on there and she said, well, after the minister Louis Farrakhan did the Million Man's March, and now this was some time that had passed, and there were some sisters on from the Nation of uh, Islam, and a lady caller called and she says, well, what is the minister going to do now? See, that type of attitude, that type of, you know, what is somebody else going to do for you? He set the tone for you. Can't you pick up and start moving forward yourself? Does he have to do everything? And it was so funny because the sister said that and the lady, she got mad and she slammed the phone. You could tell she slammed the phone from the way she hung up the phone. But that's the way it is. My brothers and my sisters, powernomics is something to help us get out of this situation that we've been dealing with over the last 154 years after slavery. But for some reason, we tend to not want to go in that direction. We tend to want to continue to give our money to peoples who don't really like us, but will accept your money. Powernomics is the solution, but the solution starts with us coming together. That's the number one key. We have to come together. We have to keep our money in our own community. Anytime you start taking out your money out of the community and putting into other communities, the only thing you're going to do is weaken your own community. But a lot of people don't care because a lot of people want to belong and they still want to be, which is nothing wrong. You still, you can have uh, 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 friends of other races. No one's saying that. But can you support your own neighborhood and build it up? But you have so many brothers and sisters, I'm talking about my people, black folk, who love their former slave master's grandkids. And anytime you love them, you're going to continue to support them. You're not going to support your own, but you're going to support them. And it's so sad because as our communities get weaker and weaker, Take away community, just take away neighborhoods. Well, all we have is neighborhoods, and those are being taken away as well. We used to have communities, not anymore. They're neighborhoods. And if you know the difference between a community and a neighborhood, the community is filled with a vast majority of other folks and a less with you. But anytime, you continue to take your monies out of your community. That's exactly what you're going to have. I know a lot of people are happy to have little, you know, you buy yourself a little, you get yourself a car, which is nothing wrong with that. But a hell, a car loses value once it leaves a lot. If you're not trying to buy property, then you're losing the battle altogether. And I just wish my brothers and sisters would come together. You know, I try to put out the... Uh, Black labor, white wealth. And a lot of people, uh, I know a lot of people have listened to it, but uh, I get a lot of hits from other places outside of uh, Anchor and Spotify. Some of the major ones, Apple and Google. So a lot of numbers I don't get. I don't get those hits. I see them later on, but I don't get them like, uh, say, over the last couple of days or whatnot. But I know they've been hit. That's why it's so important that we take heed to the information that's being passed on to us. Because if we're not taking heed to the information that's being passed on to us, we're going to continue to sink in the bottom.
This is a chapter out of Powernomics. This is chapter two. And this is the first chapter. But basically the keys to this chapter are to empower. It says any race that loves the world and hates itself will eventually become its own oppressor. Once again, any race that loves the world and hates itself will eventually become its own oppressor. Keep in mind, when you hate the world, I'm sorry, when you love the world, that's like saying you love the world and you hate God. No matter what he says, no matter what he does for you, you still love the world. You love the party. You love the drink. You love to do whatever you want to do in the world because the world has its hold on you. This is chapter number two, the beginning. The first chapter discussed how slavery generated racism, which created race-based monopolies and vast wealth for whites. These race-based monopolies made whites, you understand, made whites the gorilla in the, I'm sorry, the 900-pound gorilla and rendered black Americans null and void as competitive and productive group in the marketplace. However, like any monopoly, white racial monopolies are not perfect. They can be beaten, but blacks will need the right combination of skill, appropriate, appropriate, appropriate mindset, clear direction, a sense of growth, self-interest and a competitive group spirit in order, in order to compete and win. What it's telling you, we have to come together. We cannot continue to be divided. There is no time to continue to be divided. If Brother Yang, I said again, I said it once, I said it twice, I probably said it about 20 times. If Brother Yang's prediction is right, the brother who's uh, the Asian brother who's uh, running for president. He's a presidential nominee. If his uh, prediction stays clear, by 2053, black folks will have no self-worth. None, none, zero. And if we don't come together and start acting like we want to come together, he's, his prediction is going to be clear and it's going to be true and black folks won't be nowhere in the earth. We'll be around, but we'll be doing what we do now begging for a job from other folks instead of creating jobs for ourselves. The keys, and these are the keys, you know. We have to start coming together. We have to. We have to start thinking out of the box. That's the type of thinking, out of the box. We're thinking inside the box. We have to think outside the box. We have to stop following the majority 
We have to be in empowerment mode. We have to start thinking. We have to start being able to empower our own community, our own people. I would hope you people out there, you understand. The first key to empower, I'm sorry, empowerment and empowerment culture. The keys, those are the keys, my brothers and my sisters. You have to start putting the group first. You can you cannot have the group second. You have to start putting your own group first. You have to start thinking about helping your black uh, brothers and sisters who have businesses. Start supporting them. Oh, well, we always like to say, well, you know, uh, uh, they're too high. What the hell you think you buying at these other places? You think they low? They high too. And they know they're going to get your money. So they don't really worry about it because they already know they're going to get your money. Because you people love to shop. Your money lasts six hours after you get paid. Those of you been paid on Friday or uh, what, Thursday or Friday of this week, your money's probably gone. I'm not talking about regular bills because we all have those regular bills. But I'm talking about just spending, spending, spending. Going out to clubs. Going out eating at restaurants. Going out doing this. Going out doing that. Throwing your money away on liquor. Throwing your money away on Air Jordans. Throwing your money away just to be throwing your way. I'm sorry, throwing your money away on marijuana, drugs, foolish things that you don't need. And then you'll get up, and I'm pretty sure most of you gotten up this morning and went to church to praise the Lord. After being out all night uh, partying and carousing, I'm pretty sure you all went to church and saying, praise the Lord. We're not going to get off into that because first of all, you don't even know the Lord. If you're out partying all night and carousing, you're not, you don't know Jesus Christ. You may know the Lord. You know that Lord that's on your walls. That white Jesus with them blonde hair and blue eyes. An idol that don't even exist. You know him. So, uh, yeah, if that's your God, then I guess you can continue to do what you're doing. But my brothers and my sisters, this is the way it is. If we don't start thinking outside the box in helping others, and I'm sorry, helping ourselves and stop helping others as much as we do by spending our money with them and they don't even want to be around us, but they'll take your money. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this race. And right now we still have a chance. There is a chance, but the chance is only going to come if we all come together. You might say, well, I have a little house and I might have a little car and I might have this and I might have that. But I'm not talking about individual. I'm talking about group. If you're talking about individual play, then basically uh, we're not even on the same page. We're not even in the same century. It's been 150 years since the black man and black woman was totally free of, uh, fr uh, 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 of slavery. 1865 July, we were totally free. We had more going for us then coming out of slavery where we had uh, property and we understood what property was and what it meant to the family and how you gain uh, a wealth. But today, we don't have properties. We're still written. We're not trying to gain the uh, momentum of trying to even think about buying property because we prefer to rent. We prefer to give our money to people who don't look like us. And once they get tired of you, they're going to kick you out of their property anyway. My brothers and sisters, the mindset. If you're not going to change your mindset, then basically we're all going to perish 
And in the end, Dr. Yang's prediction is going to be right. We might be the people of God, but we damn sure don't act like the people of God. The stupidity that we put out each and every day when we just don't even think about helping our brothers and our sisters, but yet we fill up the churches on Sunday, but we do nothing more on Monday. But then again, when you're worshiping the white Jesus, uh, he's got you where he wants. He understands that you're not going to do nothing. So he's winning while you're losing and you think you got something. You're too busy want to go to church and look good, then go to church and get a message that's going to be more beneficial to you. Poweronomics is trying to help us reverse the cycle that they've placed on us for over 450 years with their negativity, their behavior on how they treated us, the beatings, the rapes, the lynchings. They're still doing that today. But we can do more about it today than we could back yesterday. But we uh, rather love him and fear him than to go out and try to do something for the betterment of ourselves. What is it going to come to, my brothers and my sisters? Powernomics is the key. You need to get that book, put it in your library. You need to get that book. Black labor, white wealth, and put it in your library. Instead of going out, buying a bunch of crap for Christmas, another idol, another idol day that's man-made, that we're worshiping a fat man who walks around in a red suit and a white beard. No such character exists. It only exists in your mind and what you've been trained to, uh, trained to live with. An idol. The world is full of idols. And every time you can uh, continue to worship one, you do not worship Jesus Christ. You worship idols. Your money is your idol. Your car is your idol. Your house is your idol. Whatever you eat is your idol. But if you don't start trying to figure out and idolize yourself and understanding what your people need, we're in trouble. Powernomics, my brothers and my sisters, keep your money in your pocket. Try to find some people that you trust. I've said this before. And try to buy some of these properties in your, in your cities or in your, in your cities, in your states that you could afford. And try to buy some of this, uh, get some of this stuff while you still can. Because the government is not making it easy for black folks to do anything. And you don't make it easy for your own people to do anything when you continue to disrespect your own folk. Always remember, you black folk. Black folks have it hard in this world, but we've been a resilient people and we're going to continue to be resilient. It just takes us a little bit longer when it shouldn't have to take as long. If you want to be a worshiper and worship your former slave master's grandchildren, you just keep on doing what you're doing. You keep on buying his goods, you keep on supporting him in his politics. You keep on supporting him with your vicious behavior towards your own brothers and sisters when they pick you up. Because a lot of you don't know, police started as what are the, uh, they were out 
hunting slaves on horses. That's how the police really started. Slave hunters. That's what they were. Slave hunters. Always remember that. Slave hunters. And we're back in, we're, we're, it's almost seemed like we're going back in time. We got slave hunters now. Look at your local news. Look what's happening in your local, uh, in, uh, in shops that are around your neighborhood. How the people that don't look like you treat you. We're going back in time. But hopefully, if we do go back in time, I hope we go back in time and we be like the brothers and the sisters who came out of slavery when they were when they understood that land was value, not a bunch of material stuff. Maybe we can get it right this time if we do go back in time. But we can go back in time and do something now. We don't have to sit up under uh, our former slave master's grandchildren and take their crap. Of course, they're going to call you out their name. That's what jealous people do. They're going to always hate you. White supremacists are jealous. And it's passed down. Sometimes from generation to generation to generation. But white supremacy is always going to be about hatred. It's going to always be about jealousy. The devil never sleeps. My brothers and my sisters, it's time to wake up. Powernomics is the key. We must start to practice these principles. That's why you need to get the book, study the book, master the book. And basically, you do the same thing with black labor, white wealth. You need to study and master these books so you understand you don't want to go back to that side again. You want to move forward. But the only way you're going to do that is if you get these books and start to understand them. My brothers and my sisters, this is your brother. Letting you know this is the truth. I hope you pick up on it. Peace. This is your brother. Always remember. When you click on to Renell's Real Talk, you're going to get nothing but the truth. You can look up everything I say. You can look it up. I don't have to lie like number 45. I'm giving it to you straight. You can look it up for you, for yourself. All right, my brothers and my sisters. I done said enough on this Sunday. Study this. Listen to it. Leave a comment. Peace, my brothers and sisters. Your brother's out.